0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. And one of the things that I said after being in Israel last week is I felt that it is a nation traumatized. And you look around and in many ways it looks normal. People are going to work and people are walking along the beachfront in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem is busy. But not seconds into a conversation with anybody, you realize the significance of the trauma that Israel is enduring, trauma about their own vulnerability, trauma about loss, trauma on all about the future, all sorts of issues. And one of them, of course, is people that are returning, the young men and some women returning from a war zone how are they impacted what what that means for them for their families for their relationships for their lives how does a nation deal with that well mickey lavin pell is a marriage therapist she's a relationship coach she joins us this morning good morning thank you for doing so how are you
1: Hey, I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: So the the observation, it was my own observation, it's the first time I've been to Israel since October the 7th. I encountered a very, very different country. Uh, yeah. t- tell us what the sense is in terms of this national trauma.
1: Well, I'm primarily working with the parents of the soldiers, the soldiers themselves, and also I'm doing a lot of couples work with um, the soldiers who are returning um, basically the, the, the families that I'm seeing, the, the parents the soldiers who returned home who have small children, um a lot of the children are having a really hard time reconnecting with the parents, with the with the soldiers, with the fathers. Mm-hmm. Um the fathers are having a hard time connecting because um, some of the ones that I've seen have been involved with um, clearing out bodies of small children um, from the war. Um, and they go back. One of the men told me that, he, you know, when he goes to take his child to Kresh, all he sees is, you know, little dead bodies. And mm. it's so he just freaks out into tears. Um, some of the soldiers have told me that they don't want to go back to their families yet. They're not ready because they are so broken from everything that they've seen. And they just see, you know, shreds of everything that they've experienced in Gaza over the last several months. And they just want to sit on a beach and do nothing. And um, it's really hard because, you know, their wives have been waiting at home, holding down, holding down the fort, and they've been, you know, praying for their husbands to come home every day, and all they want is to just go back to some sort of normalcy. But there is no normalcy.
0: So how does one deal yeah. with it? What what are the ways? I mean, in fact, so, before, be, so sorry, be- things- be- before I mm-hmm. go there, can I just uh, clarify this? Oh. Is why is it that some people will suffer more greatly than others from this type of trauma
1: yeah absolutely look it has a lot to do with um how they are prepared going in which most people were not prepared Mm. the other thing is um it's it's about the the attitude of you know what they you know what they've experienced and thinking about um being able to sort of Look, look forward to, to something else. And for, for many of them who've had difficult um, family lives, um, whatever for whatever it might be, like some of them had difficult couple mm, uh, relationships mm, mm. Um, beforehand and so the, the relationship was in one place before the war and now they're coming back. And, and, and many of them have had these fantasies that their relationship would be so much better that their wives would change or they would change or something would change. And things have changed dramatically but not in the way that they hoped. And so they they had this fantasy, and now that's not there anymore. Um, and for some of them, um, they're having a really hard time connecting with their parents, and their parents have been, you know, absolutely shattered. They've been praying every day and, you know, opening the papers and praying they wouldn't see the child's name. And uh, for the ones who, who've who been lucky to have their children come home, um, they just so badly just want to be with their kids, but their kids don't want to be with them because they just are still in, in this mode of... They've, they've been burdened by such a huge amount of responsibility um, and now they just kind of need to just totally have this freedom that mm-hmm. they can't mm-hmm. have because now mm-hmm. they've gone from being this war zone to having to be home, to be parents, to, be, uh, to, to work. Um, for those who have work to come home to, or to go to university, mm. I mean, some of them are so, yeah. you know eighty plus. plus
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, because life isn't that. Life isn't without uh, without burden. You have rea- you have responsibilities, yeah. even if it's getting up and getting dressed in the day. There are always things that yeah. that you absolutely have to do, and I would yeah. imagine all they want to do is is in a way check out for for a yeah. while. Mm. Is,
1: um, some, yeah. some people are, I mean, it's also about trying to see some sense of control, right? Ah. So, and, and you can't feel in control, and no. that's probably the biggest no. issue. Right. So, a lot of them are trying to just see some sort of control at work because work is something that they have some sort of control over, whereas people are a lot less controllable, mm-hmm. or they aren't, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, not people, they're not things you can control. And you can't control relationships. And you spoke and, about
0: um, ADHD and, and trauma. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, I unfortunately, a number of years ago, had a number of, uh, of, of uh, incidents, criminal incidents, and they happened quite close to each other. It was, so, it became a complex trauma, and I became very hypervigilant. Um, in terms mm. of uh, in terms of PTSD, I would imagine this is something, especially after yeah. having been in a war zone for some months, where vigilance literally saves your life. Uh, this must yes. be also a real factor there
1: yeah, absolutely, I mean definitely looking over your shoulder, mm. look, constantly worrying about what 's going to happen to to the people around you and I think in some ways, w- the way that a lot of these soldiers have have dealt with this is. In some ways, because they have, they're so fearful that, that their children or their wives can be taken away from them, in a, mm. in a way they kind of disconnect from them so that they don't love them too much, so that if, God forbid, they do lose them, they don't feel the pain
0: mm. as much. So what is the process? I would imagine it's not the same for every person, no, but more I mean, or less.
1: Obviously, mm. yeah. I mean, so so the couples, so there's the individual work that needs to happen. Right, so the soldiers themselves need to do work um, individually to really process a lot of the things that they've done, and some of them some of them have been through wonderful therapy just after. Just the the group therapy has been very very beneficial, but a lot of them do need ongoing mm. uh, trauma mm. therapy, and um, and the, you know in an ideal world everybody would be getting therapy right now. Mm. Um, I'm trying to provide um, group therapy for for the parents of the soldiers, and I have been since October the seventh. Um, that's that's been a very very challenging thing because the mothers are mostly processing, the fathers a lot largely are not. Um, not all of them are.
0: But, you know, Gosh, men are so offended. predictable and, and so stupid. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. But so
1: just for the couples, right? Mm-hmm. It's about really trying to create some sort of uh, mutual language between the two of them, so that they could actually share some of the experiences that they've had. Um, and really create a safe space for them to share it because there's so much fear about getting triggered by various things. And so by being able to have a third party there, mm-hmm. um, that's really mm-hmm. important for them to be able to, for the husbands to able to share the things that they've seen or not share. And for the wives to be able to talk about some of the, ex- the experiences that they've had um, raising the children, bring them, you know, to school every day, balancing everything. They, you know, they've been thrown into single parenthood, which was something that they completely weren't prepared for. You know, unlike a divorce or a separation, where you have, you know, generally you have some sort of preparation. Mm. There's mm. no no preparation to be, become a single mum for five months. Some of them have had support from family members, and some of them haven't. Mm. Some of them mm. ha- have had new babies. Some of them have, you know, moved houses. You know, life still went on for them, and their husbands haven't been with them for that. When I'm saying husbands, because only 3% of them are, are women. So, sorry, right. I'm leaving those now, no, but no, it's really
0: been large. It's, uh, it does the Army provide uh, any form of assistance mm. to those leaving the, you know, the war so, zone?
1: So really, have um, if you're not officially PTSD, which, you know, what the heck is that? They're really only providing about three sessions of individual therapy. They're also providing three sessions of couples therapy, which many people aren't even aware of. I'm trying to raise awareness about that. Um, but, yeah, people don't even know. But three sessions, what, what can you do in three mm, sessions? Yeah, very, very yeah. little. Um, I've been a part of a program called Meha al El which has been sponsored by Kielat Eretz Chemda, an amazing Jewish community um, in in Katamon. And they've been uh, providing support um, through uh, through the Waldorf Hotel in Jerusalem. Um, once a week, they've been getting between 100 and 150 couples. Wow. And um, they've been providing seminars for the couples. Mm. And um, they've also provided providing half-hour therapy sessions, which I've been able to provide. Um, last week I provided eight sessions. Mm. The week before I did seven sessions, and really just creating a, a space where they could just start to have this, these sort of conversations.
0: If anybody wants to find out more, if they want to get involved at some on some level, how do they do so?
1: Right. Um, well, basically get get in touch with me, um, either through my, my website, um, lovingwisely.co.il, I have my website, uh, I have my WhatsApp details there. Um, You can email me. um, That's probably
0: the best thing is go to uh, your website and Facebook page and and take all that sort of stuff. And just give us that name one more time in case somebody missed it.
1: So, my website is Loving Wisely. Um, You can also find me on my, my Facebook page, Mickey Lavin Pell, Loving Wisely. And happy to provide any details.
0: Mickey Lavin Pell, thank you for taking the time to speak to us and keep doing the very important work that you are doing.